Staying Alive in Paragliding, a podcast series with your host, Steph Juncker from Cape Town, South Africa, the owner of Parapax Tandem Paragliding and a competition pilot of 23 years. Real podcasts for real pilots to learn from, to laugh at, and to enjoy the funny and crazy stories that go with it. Transport myself to the south of Turkey to maybe one of the most famous flying places in the world, being early Deniz. People will know it as Fethiye or Babadag, and any one of those uh, famous places that people will know um, about flying from 2,000 meters over the sea. A place that, of course, Jockey Sanderson has made pretty famous with all of his SIV training that he's done there. And today, one of my missions is to find out how that happened, how it happened that in 2018, Something like 145,000 tandem flights happened from that one very takeoff and flying place. Um, I had the great experience of going there two years ago just as an, on a visit uh, while flying in different places in Turkey in competitions and so. And uh, just to relook at what Babadag was. And it's very impressive how they paved the takeoff sites. This year they're building a lift up there. Um, I'm going to hear all about those from a pilot who's been flying since 1999. And his name is Sukan Shaheen. I know him very well because he's been to Cape Town several times as a tandem pilot and an absolutely impeccable man who's flown over 10,000 flights, both solo and tandem. He's one of those pilots out of the 300 pilots that work in early Denise that's really sought after and any company will happily have uh, him work for theirs. But of course, he works in one of the best companies and I'm not going to start mentioning names. He started flying in Ankara at a university club, the Bugbit, and today Sukan Shahin is very welcome here on this podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right, Steph. Thank you. How are you? Ah, Nassim. Fantastic, thanks. Uh, biggest greetings to Turkey, where the people are still so real and so lovely and wonderful. A few minutes ago, I asked you what the best glider is you ever flew, and you've come with a very interesting answer in the uh, form of Aerodyne, which is a glider that doesn't exist since a while. So it actually shows you that you don't have to have the latest and newest glider to have one that you most enjoy. Because, And how many takeoff sites do you think there are in your beautiful country? Um, Turkey, uh, there are four or five takeoff points that you can take off. But um, also there's other there, there are other places, also Kaş, Antalya mm. Kaş, Antalya Tahtalı, which is like uh, the highest place in the world. And and also Pamukkale, as you know, and there's the like inland. They are also doing some flying there, tandem flying. Also like for good for cross country flights. And there mm-hmm. are many places actually. I don't remember how many places in Turkey, but there are many. But the most famous one and Ölüdeniz. Of course, Ölüdeniz is the most famous one. Um, of course, uh, Aksaray. Um, Chameli, these are places that have had very, very good results with very successful flying days in competition in the last years. Uh, obviously, last year there was, oh, sorry, two years ago there was a PWC in uh, Turkey which had beautiful results. Now, you've been flying tandems in Uli Deniz for how many years, Suki? And tell me about your experience there. And I've been flying since 2006 in Uli Deniz, but before I was in Kash, I started like 2000. Three for co- uh, like commercial flights, but I've been uh, working here like 15 years already in Oldenis. 15 years, yeah. And yes. how many different companies have you worked for in that time? I've been most of the, I was like been my first company like Sky Sports, 
which is like they are the oldest uh, company in, uh, in Turkey. <laughs> and and one uh, called Hanuman paragliding and one called Reaction paragliding. Uh, three different company, but most of the I was flying with Sky Sports. Like around like 10, 11 years, I've been working with them. And the company you work for now is Hanuman? No, I'm still working with Sky Sports. Sky Sports, which is fantastic. They're a great team of guys and they really, really look after their clients very nicely. How many pilots are working in that very company? And our company, like 15 pilots and working and one of them female pilots and just like uh, but total in turkey like in early Dennis, actually uh, more than 300 pilots working at the moment 160 pilots in just one company is that right eh? uh actually it's not that right like uh, 78 comp uh, like pilots working uh, okay, okay. because i mean some new companies started so they need pilots so they just go other companies as well so like kind of like uh, you know changing the numbers changing how many different companies would you say they are now as, as distinct companies because obviously you've also got one man guys who have come together and uh, decided to make a kind of small group together of friends and whatever no we actually uh, there are some uh, companies they are work together at the moment, I think around 13, 14 companies. And how is it looking with the lift there? What's your feeling on that? Uh, when I spoke to Kai Dura recently, he was telling me that, yes, it's going to be, but of course, you're going to have all sorts of complaints and differences because, of course, lift won't be too cheap. And how's, what's your feeling about that? Is it going to save you guys time? Is it going to make it a whole lot easier? How far is the lift? And lift starts from uh, maybe 300 meters, and uh, you mean like cable car? That's correct. Right? Yeah, they just still uh, start like doing the building now, and but I don't think it's good for us. They are not making for us actually, and mm -hmm. I don't know how much uh, they are asking for the price, but uh, for us like not easy because first uh, stop. 1200 meters so which is we we cannot go there I mean we have to wait and then after that 1700 meters then you have to mm -hmm. wait but if you want to change the you know take off point because of the wind so we have to use uh, cable car again, but it's not easy for us oh of course because I do remember in all the times I've been there that you guys are really a group of pilots who is not you are not sheep so obviously the conditions at Uli Deniz are so that the thermals can be blazing up the one side and then the next exactly. thing you know, the wind and you have to change conditions and, and take off sites, of course, um, because of conditions. So that makes a hell of a challenge with a cable car, of course. I, I never thought about that, Suki. Yes, that's why, that's why we just said, um, telling, I'm telling that. Because of, this is not good for us because we cannot change the uh, takeoff quickly with the gear and customer and maybe you saw the uh, cable car, the, the main cable car coming from a till 18,000, 17,000 meter. Now after that, mm -hmm. there is not cable car, you know, that uh, kind of something. Yeah, so you cannot take the gear with you and just go up. It's really hard, so it's not good for us. I think we're still uh, going to use the minibus 
The buses are a system you guys have been using for years and years, and you think that you're going to have too many challenges with a, a cable car, and that the cable car might even be a flop, if I'm um, guessing correctly. It's not uh, helpful for us, and also they they don't do it for us. So they just bring the some people. There's a restaurant top of the mountain, and they people just watch to you know like have something there, and then turn back. So. So yeah. for us, it's not uh, good and it's like so crowded. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think we're gonna use buses, which is a good option for us. Oh, great! Now, Suki, you've said that your uh, absolute favorite tandem glider are the uh, gradient by beta. Uh, sorry, not the by beta range, the uh, by golden range. Um, obviously, the last one was the by golden four, if I'm not mistaken, which you were really saying was just a little advance on the by uh, golden three, but really that you felt it and that you were enjoying its fantastic landing and takeoff characteristics. Now you've changed over to a by beta six. How is that for a three liner? Tell me. The the lines they don't have any like there's no like some protection. After when we use, I did like 400 flights, maybe more than that. But the line still great. Three liners also like easy. I mean the glider comes really quickly and uh, the material is like really soft and like not heavy. And in there also really nice. Less like they use less line. And gliding also really well. And of course, it's a three-liner, so it's a whole lot more fun to fly, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, you guys are in a kind of uh, standby situation. You don't have any tourists there. Uh, there are probably 300 tandem pilots sitting around, hoping for the next best thing. A few minutes ago, you've told me that your feeling is not very good for this season. Um, you can't see this being a winter season in um, in Turkey. Uh, you live in such a brilliant country with so much uh, varying culture, history. Absolutely brilliant to go to Cappadocia. I love that place. I love Ephesus and I love the um, the coast all around from Antalya all the way up to Izmir and to Istanbul, which is a city of massive importance in in the world. Anyone who hasn't visited Turkey, I can highly recommend it. It's extremely uh, good value to travel around the country and people like Sukan are there to welcome you and they really treat you like a brother if you arrive there. Suki, what is going on in early dinners today with uh, tandem flying? Uh, what's going on in Turkey? What's the situation of lockdown today on the 19th of April? Actually, that's uh, the, now at the moment, nobody's flying because there is no customers, there's no uh, people around like tourists. So we just waiting till that the virus goes away or something happens and we just waiting but i don't think it will uh, be quick maybe for five months might you know happens this virus that's why we just waiting and then for next year just make trying to make plan for next year hopefully everything will be fine and then we start flying but at mm -hmm. the moment uh, nobody's flying here uh, also in other uh, places as well and just waiting and just now also we are not kind of locked down we are just on the weekend they just say you cannot go out and after that we just like hiking around as you know the early there are lots of things to do here like swimming and like walking around just doing other things so that's what we do now at the moment 
And uh, you don't have an imposed lockdown like we are having in South Africa. You don't have to be indoors. You don't, you're not forced from only going to the shop once a day or anything like that. Um, are you allowed to move around? Why are pilots not flying? Because I'm of the feeling that uh, pilot, uh, piloting or going paragliding has got nothing to do with the lockdown. It's, uh, uh, you know, we are having social distancing if we keep away from people. So, um, yeah, what's the current situation just now, as I told, just like we are not locked down on the weekend, they say you have to stay at home. You cannot go out, the, go out of city. We are kind of we we are not allowed to do it. Or if you need, if you have to go, you have to get a permission. Just yeah, we we can go to out of out of home and can walk around we can do other things like go for shopping but you have to put some mask if you and also like distance they also do here but yeah, besides yeah. it i mean you can fly solo nobody says anything about it but at the moment just like as you know the 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 building like they are building a cable car so they close the takeoff points it's really interesting for me to cross the oceans and be in a country that I really love. Turkey is so fantastic. I really hope that things are going to get back to normal really soon, Suki. Here, like maybe, you know, that time, uh, end of uh, season, there's some international air games happening here. Solo pilots coming and just like on the takeoff, they are really dangerous. Like, you know, they, they cannot control. They just take off and just like, go left, right, at the same time, like five or ten gliders try to take off at the same time. Just like these things and when, when it's happening, like we are really worried about it. And we saw many like accident also at the, on the takeoff because I mean people, especially Russian people, I don't know what they do, but they are like kamikaze. They are just so dangerous, landing also. That's why we, at this time I'm quit. I'm not flying. I just like say I'm not going to fly because it's so stressful. And yeah, we saw many people landing and they are landing on trees, you know, like hitting the people when they just like, you know, walking. So they just people try to warn them, especially when Russians come and everybody just like go away. It's really crazy. I mean, uh, anyone who doesn't uh, know early Denise will see uh, from the ground, you'll think, oh, there's quite a few nice places to land here. You can land just on the um, um, concrete or on the grass just before the beach. It's no problem. And then coming into land, the conditions, of course, can change like they do change anyway. And a little bubble or a little thermal might come off the beach and you've got every kind of umbrella landing and you've got every kind of sand mouth landing. You've got people hanging from uh, the side of restaurants and hanging in the trees because they don't do it. Yeah, that's right. And also, like, you know, every company has got own landing place. You cannot go land at their place. So we have okay. to be careful about it. And we sometimes we sharing that same landing with the other companies, like they say three, four companies. And sometimes like we like schedule our schedule almost same. So we come exactly same time to the landing area. So that's also like a little bit tricky. So we have to be really careful about it. And also we have some rules with our pilots. If mm -hmm. you like pass, like if you if you cannot land in your uh, landing point or or go to beach land, you have to get a beer for all the pilots. Punishing. 
Uh, that's really nice. Okay, we you'll be you'll be happy to hear that I've started such a thing last season with our tandem pilots in Cape Town. Any tandem pilot who produces any kind of scratch on a passenger. So that means that they're surfing on the takeoff site, which is obviously a little bit of a tricky takeoff site in Cape Town if you don't um, uh, completely uh, take attention of the conditions. Our takeoff site is pretty, it's a decent angle, but it's a continuous angle that doesn't get better. In fact, there's some uh, bushes and uh, rocks that are happily um, accepting you and the passenger. So our tandem pilots have to pay something like 30 euros if they producing any kind of dirt or dust or whatever on a passenger or any scrape uh, that money going into a little kitty for our guys at the end of the season. So they'll have a great time with that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's good. But I'm happy that we are having a, like big, uh, we are getting beer, not like <laughs> take money for something. But anyway, just like just for fun, we are doing. Definitely. So, okay, uh, before we wrap this up, you've been flying for a long time. You've been uh, flying very conscientiously. Uh, I see your style is extremely great. Um, you always take your time with your passengers. You make sure that everything is super well clipped in and safe and really, really admirable to watch you getting ready. Um, uh, every tandem flight is not rushed. It's uh, completely and totally well done. Um, do you have any tips for any beginner pilots Anything that you can think of that are the most important things that you've learned in your flying experience that you'd like to share? Uh, let me think about it. And just, yes, I've been flying many different places and also Cape Town and Sedgefields and other places as well. And also I've been flying also in, in, in Nepal. Like mm-hmm. a few years I was also working there. Yeah, just like, first of all, we, um, you know, in Turkey, we have some rules. We cannot fly more than five times, which is they no. put the, uh, that rules because of the secu- security. You know, like uh, people just get, they want to fly more. So they just uh, try to be quick. When you try to be quick, uh, you can forget something like mm. leg straps and, you know, kind of things. And now uh, they stop doing that they only you can do five times a day that's for us i mean uh, sometimes like conditions change we have to be quick but at the same time we just like everybody like looking what they do and also like the connection it's like really important for us especially legs first legs connection we do for me just like uh, for the beginners i would then the people start new and first of all like slow down take it easy not in a uh, you don't have to be in a rush so then you have to connect everything you have you have to check everything and when you get tired also you might make mistake so that's other things for me yeah i mean you have to look after you first then look after your passenger so you've made two very very good points there obviously you've said um, you know take your time slow down and the second thing you mentioned think about how you are feeling Uh, being conscious of how you're doing. Don't be stressed. Don't be in a bad way. I always say, if you've got any problems at home, rather don't go flying. Just sort those problems out first. Go flying with a clear, proper head. Uh, You also mentioned something very, very, very important in anybody who flies tandem whatsoever. I mentioned in the very first rough podcast that I did, 
that we should close those leg straps as the very first thing. Key, obviously, I'd like your comments on this in a moment, but my very golden rule to anybody, be a solo pilot or a tandem pilot, is as soon as that harness goes over your shoulders, as soon as you've put your arms inside there, nothing distracts you. You close those leg straps immediately. So if the phone rings, if your girlfriend flat flashes you a booby, doesn't matter what it is, you don't get distracted. You put your hands down, you close the leg straps immediately on the the harness. I think one of the worst cases of accidents is, of course, where leg straps are left open. And it's the only time that I've probably had um, people dying in my arms are leg straps open. And that's happened more than once. What do you say to that, Suki? Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm saying that uh, we should be really careful about it. And, and also that things happens also that kind of accident in uh, is also like wrong connection. Carabinas to the glider, uh, you know, like and they put somewhere else that's why i'm just saying you have to first focus everything and just check yourself check the uh, passenger connection yeah you have to like be really strict about it then you will be all right i mean just for your safety for your customer safety yeah we should do that exactly Sukan Shahin in Turkey, it's been an absolute pleasure for having you on this podcast. Share and share it far and wide with everybody at Sky Sports, with everybody in Ankara, the wonderful people in Turkey who are always ready to help you and host you. And anybody out there who's listening to this, if you haven't been to Turkey, make yourself a pleasure and go to a wonderful, wonderful country for paragliding and, of course, for visiting. I wanted to lastly mention the takeoff site that you have very close to you, only about an hour's drive away. You said it's the highest in the world, and it's 2,500 meters that you take off above sea level, landing at sea level and nine kilometers away, which is absolutely awesome, also worth a visit. Your last words, Suki, as I say goodbye. Uh, stay safe, fly safe, enjoy with your life. Mashallah. Mashallah, okay. That's all I can say. Bye, Suki, look after yourself. Okay. Bye. Bye. Enjoy. Bye.